You're listening to Duolig Unlocked, a podcast production series from the second year journalism students in aid of the Colossia Duolig College of Further Education and Colossia Duolig Post-Primary 50th Year's Anniversary Celebrations. Eight short different pods about the education hub that's literally on your doorstep. Colossia Duolig College of Further Education, your route to success. Special thanks to Mir FM. A hidden disability. Dyslexia, ADHD, cystic fibrosis and dyspraxia. These are all examples of hidden disabilities. Where for this podcast, I'll be focusing on the latter, dyspraxia and the services that Colossodulic offers. So what is dyspraxia? Dyspraxia is a developmental disorder of the brain in childhood causing difficulty in activities requiring coordination and movement. Some of the general symptoms of dyspraxia include poor balance, poor posture, fatigue, clumsiness, differences in speech, perception problems, as well as poor hand-eye coordination. These are all things that dyspraxic will encounter on a daily basis. I myself am a diagnosed dyspraxic. I was diagnosed when I was in third class and my teacher at the time had noticed I struggled with the simple tasks. Things such as tying my shoelace, maintaining my balance, as well as handwriting. Some of these things I learned eventually. I can now successfully tie my own shoelaces, but handwriting and balance can still be an issue for me. I am now a journalism student here at Claustrodule College of Further Education and when I was searching for a third level course, my dyspraxia was always put into the back of my head. It wasn't really something I thought about much. However, my mother was a different story. When I told her I chose Claustrodule, the first thing she replied back was, what are the services on offer for you there? It then became a gruelling game of 21 questions from that point. And I suppose because you've always had help going through primary and secondary school, like in primary you had the extra resource hours and in secondary you got extra time with your exam and you had access to a computer. So I suppose going into third level or going up the level, I wanted to see was there things that you may want, but that you could choose whether to, you wanted to access them yourself or not. Like, you know, was there, if you needed something, I don't know, with technology, if you needed access like to a dictaphone to record your lectures or whatever, that there was something there or you were having difficulties around your schoolwork relating to your dyspraxia that there was someone or a service that you could go to to get that help if you need them. In the end, even after my mother's suggestions, I decided I didn't need help. I thought my struggles weren't as bad as they used to be and I could handle myself. However, there are those who do need the help and do still struggle. I went and spoke to the college's disability support officer, Angela Flynn, and asked her how many people apply for disability support due to dyspraxia each year. Roughly, we would have probably about 120 students applying to the disability support services every year. Um, I wouldn't have the exact figure for dyspraxia. While Angela didn't have the exact figures, it is believed that 10% of the world's population has dyspraxia, with 2% of them being severely affected by the disorder. Going back to my secondary school days, I was offered a laptop to use for my exams, so things such as geography and English where there was long writing, I would use the laptop instead of writing on a piece of paper with a pen. While the journalism course at CDCFE doesn't have any exams, I wondered if the college does offer the same type of thing for those who do need a laptop for exams in their course. So when a student registers with the student support services, they meet with myself and we do what's called a needs assessment. 
um, and in that meeting then we see what difficulties the students have and what supports might be relevant for them. So typically a student with dyspraxia would have difficulty maybe with handwriting. So in a lot of cases, the exam accommodations are the most important for a student with dyspraxia. Also, maybe they might need some learning support around maybe their assignments and organising themselves and things like that. So they might meet with a tutor once a week for about 30 minutes. So that would be the learning support that we would offer them. And then they need to provide information to us to support their, their um, claim. And then we would offer either that they do their exams with a scribe or on a PC. Handwriting is one of my biggest struggles. I can't read it sometimes. And if I can't read my own writing, then who can? There are other struggles that dyspraxics do encounter on a daily basis. I know from my own experiences that I can be extremely unorganised. According to dyspraxia.ie, some of the main learning difficulties that dyspraxics do encounter include planning and organising, poor memory, especially short term. They're unfocused and erratic, can be messy and cluttered. They have problems with maths, reading and spelling and writing reports. Accuracy problems, difficulty with copying sounds, writing, movements or proofreading. They have difficulty in following instructions, especially more than one at a time. Difficulty with concentration, they are easily distracted. And they can on they may only do one thing at a time properly, or may try to do many things at once. So dyspraxics aren't the best at multitasking, and they can be slow to finish a task. They may daydream and wander about aimlessly. Obviously these don't affect everyone, some may have some of these problems and some may have others and then some might only have one or two but it does affect them especially in learning the biggest worry i had was would i be able to handle the pressure and time constraints of college assignments they come at you thick and thin as a dyspraxic one day the deadline is months away then in a blink of an eye it's due tomorrow. The teachers in Clostradulig are extremely helpful and they have helped me through my time even though I didn't use the services. They're extremely helpful in terms of assignments and stuff like that. Many people have overcome difficulties and come out successful on the other side. The music you heard at the beginning of the podcast was from Florence Welch, the lead singer of Florence and the Machine. Florence is an open speaker when it comes to her diagnosis. In 2012, Florence visited an event for young kids with dyspraxia in Ireland before a concert. There she said the words, I'm proud to be dyspraxic. Another successful dyspraxic is Daniel Radcliffe, who you might know as Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? A wizard. And a thumping good and I'd wager, once you trade up a little. So the reason for this podcast is the 50th anniversary of Colossodulic. So to coincide with that, I thought I'd do a, a history of dyspraxia. In the early 1900s, there's no exact date, a guy called Collier uses the term congenital maladroitness as the first title. So in theory, dyspraxia has been known for about 100 years. Then in 1925, French doctors and therapists called attention to motor awkwardness in many disabled children, and they called it motor weakness. Then 12 years later, it was discovered by an American neuropsychiatrist called Orton Gillenum. Dr. Samuel Orton declared her to be one of the six most common developmental disorders. 
Then perhaps the biggest development was when Gene Ayers titles it Disorder of Sensory Integration. And then three years later, Dr. Sasson Goubet names it Clumsy Child Syndrome. And then the word dyspraxia started being used in the 1980s. Then in 1987, the Dyspraxia Foundation set up, originally labelled as Dyspraxia Trust. So it's interesting to know that dyspraxia as a disorder started being taken seriously only three years after the college was set up. While dyspraxics have their weaknesses in terms of balance, handwriting, and other stuff like that, we do have our strengths. Dyspraxics are known for their extremely good problem solving skills. They're also known to be extremely motivated and determined, and they're extremely bright and clever. So if you find something difficult, don't give up. Find a different way to do it. Find a different way to finish your task. Problem solve. And also, don't be scared to ask for help. Because help is there, so ask your tutor, go to the guidance counsellor, or even ask your college friends. Don't be scared to ask for help. For me, it's taken a long time for me to find a routine of what works for me. Just from first year in secondary school, up to sixth year. I didn't find a way how I could learn. I didn't find a way that suited me how to learn. I only figured that out when I went to college. So if it took me a long time, it might take you a long time. Or it might not even take a long time for you, it might be a short time. But don't give up, keep going at it, and keep trying to find ways that suit you best in your learning. So if you are eligible for the services that Colossal Duelig offers, you might ask, how do I apply? Simply go to cdcfe.ie, click on student information, scroll down and you'll see student support service. When you click on that, it'll open up a page and you'll see apply here. And even if you are a current student at Colossal Duelig and you didn't know that you could receive help, you can apply there as well. Just click the option saying I'm a current student in Colossal Duelig. And then you simply just fill in all the requirements that it asks for you to do. And as Angela said, they'll do a needs assessment and they'll make sure that all your documents are correct and you are up to date with your files. And that you are eligible for the services on offer. As someone with dyspraxia, and as someone who goes to Colossal Duluk, I'd like to give a bit of advice to anybody who wishes to go or currently is a student and has been diagnosed with dyspraxia. Yes, it's labelled as a disorder. Yes, it's labelled as a disability. But it doesn't mean I'm disabled. It means I'm differently abled. I do things differently to what other people do, but I still get them done. I still put the work in, and I make sure that my dyspraxia doesn't hold me back. I'd like to end on these words. My name is Scott Mason, and as Florence Wells said, I'm proud to be dyspraxic, and you should be too. Listening to Duelig Unlocked, a podcast production series from the second year journalism students in aid of the Colossia Duelig College of Further Education and Colossia Duelig Post Primary 50th Year's Anniversary Celebrations. Special thanks to Near FM.